Good morning, Chicago, and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on a Friday morning. Hope that you're going to have a great weekend. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 our phone number. You watch our show on YouTube and on Twitch as well. And don't forget the podcast, the Cap and Jay Hood podcast. It's available now wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. All the shows on ESPN Chicago. But on Cap and Jay Hood, we got so much content. We got Shay, Shay Norling's there, and he's got some special podcasts that he's hosting lately. Have you heard about this? I have not. Shay, tell him about it. This is the uh, special edition of the Cap and Jay Hood podcast with Maggie Sketch, our director of marketing, and myself. Yes, Shay versus Sketch. Oh, bring it on. It's been a lot of fun. And yes. it's uncensored. It's available on the Cap and Jay Hood show. So if it's not your thing to hear a lot of unsavory language, keep that in mind. You but uh, yeah, we've been having a blast. You bring it on. I'm looking forward to it. The Under the Hood podcast. Once a week, we give you Bulls and NBA information. Good Karma Wrestling's up there this week, only because of the Vince McMahon scandal. We just wanted to put that on Cap and Jay for those that missed it. Good Karma Wrestling is on the ESPN Chicago app, but because it was happening with Vince McMahon as of late, I know you've read about this. Uh, I've been through those documents, Cap. We talk about it in the podcast. It's right there, Cap and Jay. Oh, I've on seen the podcast. some stuff, man, yeah, coming. So, wow. Yep. So we got plenty. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Cap and Jay Hood. By the way, did you see the sign the guy was holding up at Boston Garden? What do they call it? TD Garden? Yes. TD Garden last night. I came all the way from L.A. to see street clothes and LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> street clothes being Anthony Davis, of course. Correct. And he was in street clothes. There it is. Can you imagine that? I, I mean, Chicago's own Anthony Davis. Cap and I have gone through on this show the list of top 50 high school basketball players from Chicago or the Chicago land area. You're talking about all time. All time. Yes. Davis didn't make it. We Then we went 50 through 60. Davis didn't make it. Correct. Then we went 60 through 75. Still didn't make it. Street clothes still didn't make it. He, be, he exploded late. Yeah, he pers- had a really good coach at Perspectives High School. Yes. Who's a good friend of mine. And he got to Kentucky and he, then all of a sudden, whoa, where'd this kid come from? But his high school career, in terms of being one of the 100 greatest in the history of Illinois, no. Yes. So there, there you have it there. Yeah. There, LeBron and AD sitting out, and yet the Lakers still beat Boston last night in prime time. Interesting to note all these names, Cap. You know, when we got to Black Monday, we thought that we'd see all these names fired left and right because that's what Black Monday is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Regular season's over. Oh, my God, who's getting fired now? Left and right. Breaking news sounders all over the place. We didn't get that. Well, we got a little of it. And it seemed like every day that week we got a coach fired. Every day there was some news. Here's Vrabel. Here's Carroll. Like, here's Belichick. So it was kind of like drips and drops of coaches being fired. But – I kind of think, Cap, with these coaches that are available now that were not hired because the hiring cycle's closed. We just talked to Courtney Cronin about Dan Quinn taking the Washington Commander's job. With these coaches available, I think this helps the Bears find their replacement for Eberflus at some point. Say, for instance, the Bears kind of just, again, topsy-turvy, average or below average based on the changes that the Bears have made in free agency in the draft. You say, let's go, like we did at the beginning of this season. Let's go. Bears taking on the Packers. It's a new season, new radio home, ESPN Chicago, then pff, nothing. If 
the Bears underachieve again this season early, you have some coaches that you can turn to that are available in the crop right now. Okay, I'm going to tell you, see if you agree with this. Shay, Jay Moore, if Ross. they, Roz, mm-hmm. and the other guy who doesn't say a lot next to her. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Val Warner. <laughs> the guy next to me, dirty coat, go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Can you know um, his name? Dirty coat. I don't know his name. Me either. I'm sorry. I say good morning every morning. <laughs> I'm so bad. Me too. <laughs> Hello? Hello, sir. Yep. That's how he's. Yep. yep. He's traumatized after right. all those years. We're getting the new door guy. We want to see if he agrees with Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in this morning. He was taking a nap. Let's wake him up. See if he agrees with Cap. I walked Everybody. in yesterday at like 5:45. He was changing clothes in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, really, mm-hmm. right here, yeah. Stuff spray all on the floor. Should have done a recap. Mm-hmm. We got this guy. <laughs> Welcome to the recap. The overnight guy changing his clothes right down to his skivvies. Take that stuff all over the bathroom. Uh, anyway, dirty floor. If they go out next year and they underachieve record-wise, but Caleb Williams or whoever looks really good at quarterback. Shane Waldron's your new head coach. If they don't underachieve and they get to the playoffs, Eberflus is getting extended. So I will tell you that the next head coach of the Chicago Bears is one of two people. Either, I'll give you a third scenario too, either Waldron or Eberflus getting extended. Or if, the, if Caleb looks horrible or Justin looks horrible and Caleb's playing somewhere else, mm-hmm. killing it, yep. we're getting a new front office too. Then all bets are off on who the coach is. The latter is a no shot. I don't see it happening. I'm talking about the latter. Right. It's not, it, no. That's why I'm telling you, it's either Iberflus yeah. getting extended or Shane Waldron is the head coach. One of the two. Because Only because this is how the Bears operate. Now, something has not. There's some things that have changed up there, Cap, but it hasn't changed 100%. I say that George looks at polls and it's just like, wait, you passed up on. Well, you passed up the quarterback the first year. Now it's not working the second year. Mm. You know, you need to fire this coach, like the head coach, but you have a second choice. You have another opportunity to hire another coach. I think he gets two coaches and two coaching staffs, polls. That's what I believe. I, I could see that. Now, yeah. again, if the quarterback decision goes awry, yes. like, oh, God, Justin's I, an all pro in Atlanta, and the guy we got is horrible. But, I, but you know, Shay, my whole point of all of this is now that the coaching loop has closed, that with Quinn taking the Washington job and everything else is closed, you have your choices. Whatever you think of Bill Belichick, he's still out there. And, again, it is hilarious that one of the great all-time coaches can't get a job. He's in the unemployment line, hat in hand, looking for a job. Yep. All right? So there's that. But there is Mike Vrabel. How many jobs did he vie for? Chargers? Atlanta? Or just Atlanta? He was the runner-up with the Chargers. Okay. And did he talk to Atlanta, too, or no? No. Okay, so it wasn't that many opportunities. So you have there. You have Pete Carroll. Now, I like, you know, NFL's version of Dick Van Dyke, the song and dance man. <laughs> I like that. Wow. That's what he looks like to me. He just looks like, you know, he young does. at heart, just moving around. He's in his, what, he's 70? He's out doing sprints every day oh, on the practice he's, field. He's throwing the football. I mean, he, I mean, I like, because he's young yep. at heart. He's old, mm-hmm. chewing that gum, 
But I mean, he Hello, should. Hello, my baby. Yes. Hello, my, <laughs> Hello, my raccoon guy. That's right. He's the Michigan Michigan J Frog of coaches. Right. He's still young at heart. He should have another opportunity. Don't you think that he'll, he'll be a head coach again sometime? No, I don't. What's wrong with him? He's 72. I just don't think he's going to get another gig. You're ageist. I'm not being ageist. You're a bastard. I'm not telling you I wouldn't <laughs> hire him. You I'm, should... tell, I'm not I'm running an NFL team. Cap, he's young. That's a young 72 out there. You don't think he's lost it, Carol? Is that what you think? Think he's lost his fastball? No, I'm you just telling you. see his jaw move? That is not a young man or an old man doing that. The way he's chewing that gum. Cap, why are you like that with Pete Carroll? I'm not being ageist. If I ran a team, I would definitely talk to him. Belichick looks like maybe a foot's in the grave. Carroll? Aww. Chomping on that uh, juicy fruit? He's good to go. You wouldn't want Carroll to touch a bear? I didn't say that. I'm asking. No. I like Pete Carroll. You don't like him that much, though. You keep dissing him on the show. It's very odd. I'm not dissing what is, him what, at all. You don't. You never throw Carroll in the conversation. What's the matter? Because because he cheated at, US, at USC. No, I like Pete Carroll. I would talk to him, but in the end, I don't run an NFL team. So I don't. Don't think- do that. Don't do that. We run an NFL team every damn day around here. What are you talking about? Don't do that. You, you can't. You not. I'm not gonna let you use that. We don't run an NFL team, so I don't know. What do you mean? We're giving opinions all the time. You don't have to ru- be in the front office to have an opinion. You don't like Pete Carroll for whatever reason. Uh, I, oh my That's God. very odd. <laughs> hmm. Why don't you like Pete Carroll? He never comes up in conversation. When I bring him up, I wouldn't hire him. Why? One with Seattle? One with USC? I never said I would. Was it the Patriot run? I never said that. That's what it was. I never said I wouldn't hire him. Damn it. Would he be number one on my list? No. Mike Tomlin would be. Of what guys you... that I think are attainable. What's wrong with Pete Carroll? I like Pete Carroll. <laughs> God damn. You don't like Pete Carroll. I don't understand. What does he do to you? Did you meet him at Cut? No. What happened there? Never met the man. I... Hello, my baby. He's a song and dance man. I would absolutely talk to Pete Carroll. I think he's an excellent football coach. In the end, old, you said. I said to you, I don't think another NFL team's hiring him because he's 72 years of age. He's not really, though. He's spry for 72. Damn right he's, he's spry. What's his fitness age? I'll bet he's... 45. I was going to say 52. But it's quality, Pretty though. Good. He's still with it. Pretty good. Pretty good. But I don't think he's getting a gig. I just don't. What? Well, who gets a gig first, Belichick or Carroll? Neither. If you had a choice. <laughs> Belichick! <laughs> See? See what I mean? Shay, explain it to me. Why, does he, why is he anti-Carroll? He doesn't like him. I am not anti. If Listen, I had I'm to not hire a huge one Pete of the Carroll t- fan either, but <laughs> I feel like Cap hates him for the wrong reasons. I don't hate him. I like him very much. Pete Carroll, he's got dementia. He, he Can't ne- hire him. Like he did cost me ten grand. I had a parlay, and I had the Seahawks to win that Super Bowl, and that oh. idiot threw the ball. Oh, there's where it stands. So from. now it's not the offensive coordinator. Now yeah. it's not on the player. Yeah. Now it's on the coach. See? Do we have the dolphin sound? See? For the love of God. See? That's what it Put is. Put it on the players. See? You can't call out John Harbaugh. I knew it was something. If I kept digging, I'd find out. He cost my partner money, so he'll 
He'll always have something against Carol. But uh, no, all kidding aside, I would interview him for to be, sure. To do what? If I was running a coaching search, why wouldn't I talk to him? Would you hire him? Highly successful. Hire him. Probably not. Because? Because I want Tomlin. And what if Tom's not available? What if a Carol there? With all that experience, all those skins on the wall? Uh, probably not. Thank you. See? Against, probably not. Okay. Let's get back to the point. I think Mike we, Vrabel. Okay. Well, yeah, Mike Vrabel, right? Like him. Are you surprised that Vrabel did not get a body of the apple? I am. I am as, also, as well. Next Bears coach. To me, this feels so much. I mean, it's right there in front of us, Cap. It's right there. The Cubs did the right thing. The White Sox did the right thing. The Blackhawks did the right thing. They upgraded. You know what? Billy Donovan was an upgrade for what you had, clearly, at the, at the Bulls head coaching job. Correct. Only, clearly. Only problem is that the front office doesn't back him, and ownership doesn't back Billy. How about as you go through this hiring cycle, the teams picking one, two, and three are all run by defensive coaches? That's fine. Like Washington hired Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Gerard Mayo, defensive coach with the Patriots, they promoted him. We've got Eberflus. I mean, pretty interesting. Uh, the number of defensive guys over the last two hiring uh, cycles. You've got Jonathan Gannon in Arizona. He was the Eagles DC. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of defensive dudes getting gigs here because, like Keyshawn Johnson said to me, stop trying to. to I got to get an offensive coach. He said, no, that's not it. You got to get a man who can lead your organization in a multitude of ways. Shay, you have the rest of the list here of the coaches. I mentioned that right now, if it is me as the Chicago Bears, I'm upgrading the head coaching position. But I said that after the regular season. So that's not a new opinion. But for our new listeners, for me as a Bears fan, I would have upgraded the position just like the Cubs did beginning Madden, just like the White Sox did with Ozzie, just like the Hawks did with Quinville. I would have done that because if I feel like I'm ready to win, I need a head coach with experience that knows also how to win. And I just think that a coach learning on the job, he, it, and I know it becomes revisionist history the more and more we get away from the season, but there was mistakes made with that guy with the headset. It was. There was a lot of losing there, and even though the culture might be fine, the bottom line is, are you winning games? There are coaches on your list, Shay, that can help the Bears win games. But get, that, go go like, ahead with that list. I don't know that the Bears ever thought we would get to this point. We're like eight openings. Okay, you're going to have to bid against a bunch of teams. You're going to have to get into a deep search, all of this stuff. Well, now we're at the end of it. Pete Carroll's still out there. Bill Belichick's still out there. Mike Vrabel, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, Eric Bieniemy, all still available. Eric Bieniemy isn't even getting interviews. He talked to Washington. That was He's on the staff. Bring him I- in. But my question is... He's not even hot anymore. Eight eight hirings, eight openings, and all of these names who were rumored at one point or another this season to be hot head coaching candidates are still out there. Would you replace any of them? Like, if it's Matt Eberflus versus any of these guys, big names still out on the market. Now, Ben Johnson took himself out, but, like, would you replace Eberflus with any of these names? Right now, I'm just going to leave it like it is. got to project... Stability. He put us. He was able. Give him credit. Now they attracted a really good staff. He'll get fired next year if they don't make a run at a playoff berth. That's a fact. And then Mike Vrabel's still going to be out there. If I start zero and four like I did this year and one and six, yeah, guess what? I can hire Mike Vrabel then if I want. Attracted a good staff, huh? 
Uh, well, finally, after the cycle of, of changing the staff members around, a lot of guys fired. Right, but they went out and put together a really good offensive coaching staff. They really did. They going to stick around this time for a while, or we're going to find out. I hope so, because that, that has been a problem in the Eberflus administration. It was a great question. Well, it might have been Leisure asking that question about how can you something along the lines of, you know, how can we trust that you can be able to put a coaching staff together that doesn't get fired or something like that. That you might have question, been a right? potash question. You remember the question, mm-hmm. though, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Like, how did, I mean, you are the head coach. You're choosing these coaches, and for whatever reason, Alan Williams and the other coach. David Walker. Gone. Yep. Right. So are you good at cho- choosing the right people for your culture or not? Right. We're going to find out. That would be me. We're going to find out. So for me, Shay, on that list is Mike Vrabel. That is on my list. Pete Carroll's also on that list for the short term because you don't think he's going to be around long. So I, I mean, did not say he's dying. Well, I mean, you just kind of insinuated that that'll be all for Carroll at some point because I just, of his age. All I said to you was I don't think teams are beating his door down at the age of 72 to hire him. That's it. I mean, I mean in this coaching cycle, yes. But, I mean... He doesn't seem like he's a guy that's slowing down, though. You know what that looks like. We saw coaches at the end like, oh, God, why is he still out there? Paterno, for instance. Mm-hmm. Why was he still out there? <laughs> right? like, like, you saw the age. You saw him like, oh, God, there's no reason why he's just – see, he's not even on the headset anymore. Just He's just roaming the sidelines. Correct. So, But I don't see that in Carroll. I see still someone that's spry, moving around, involved. Yeah, and he'll, he has a role in the front office. I don't think it's much, but – He's involved. Yeah. He's still around. I think it's just very odd for you to take the keys away from Carroll at his age. You, dr- you took away his driving privileges now. I don't think that that's right. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you've done. Wow. Why, I mean, uh, why, why did you do that, Cap, to Pete Carroll? You don't do that to Belichick. You still think he could be able to help a, a football team, right? Yeah, I think they both can help a football team. I don't think they're getting hired anytime soon. But Vrabel, for sure. Mike Vrabel, for sure, should be a head coach someplace. And he'll get one next year. The Ben Johnson thing that you mentioned is also interesting. You know, listen, I mean, you might have a big opinion of yourself saying, I want to be able to make the sky. And they're like, well, how about the top of the building? And Ben Johnson probably said, no, I just want to see how much I could be worth out there in the open market. Maybe he wasn't even serious about being a head coach. But you put your name out there just in case. That's just part of the negotiation, right? Would a team be able to pay me this much? Because look what I did with Detroit. I should be worth this much. Yeah, it's a too high. Okay, fine. But why should he get the same money Jim Harbaugh's getting? Correct. I agree with that. He was supposedly asking for the same number or thereabouts. Why? Jim Harbaugh took a team to a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh just won a national title. Mm-hmm. He's a proven commodity. What has Ben Johnson proved? He's a creative play caller. Yes. There's a billion of those. Arthur Smith just got fired. He was loved when he was in Tennessee. Now he's the OC in Pittsburgh. There's a bunch of those dudes every year that get fired. The hot name. $15 million for that? Stop. I know the money's different from when you coached to where it is now. Yeah, I made $4,200. By the way, have you done the inflation ca- calculator with that? By the way, as an assistant, have you done that? Yo, calculator? What year was it? 82 to 86. And what that would be now? Don't make me sick. No, no. I mean, well, listen, 
Your life choices, your life cho- choices. You should be in the NBA now. Yeah, I that said great. that. Forty-two hundred nineteen eighty-two is thirteen grand today. No, but you have to also figure a way to put it into what assistant coaches are making now in college basketball. Yeah. So, Shay, your average assistant coach in a non-power five, and actually, that's still good money too, right? High five figures. Oh, if you're from like an assistant at Kentucky, you're north of five hundred grand. How about non-power five? I don't mean like Chin Coleman, the assistant at uh, Kentucky. I mean like non-power five, up-and-coming assistant like you, like you were. Uh, between fifty and eighty grand. Yeah, you do some with that cap, especially in a town that maybe your money can stretch. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're in a place where you can get a really nice home for a quarter of what I pay around here. See, see right. exactly. But, of course, this guy here to my right should be in the NBA. You should be behind, either on the front or the behind someone's bench in the NBA. Oh, I'd be the guy sitting right next to the head coach. Oh, well, then. He's got 30 years in. Get oh. the pension. That's it. $10 million a year. <laughs> you, you like some of my buddies in the NBA. Like the top assistants now? Yeah. Those guys are north I mean, of a million I mean, a year. Yeah, even the ones like, you know that it's, it's like eight coaches now. Oh, it's crazy how big the staffs are. Mike Bray's behind the bench in Atlanta. Correct. Yeah, so he's like, I got out of that red race in Notre Dame. Can't win here. Tried. Let me try my luck in the NBA. Make some real money. Or more money. Bray, I see Bray on the Atlantic. Like, there he is. Mm-hmm. Bray. Behind the bench. Like, there you go. So that's, what, that's my whole thing. I, I think that, what do you, I guess the reason why I asked the question is, would you rather be an OC, the head coach of your uh, of an offense or defense versus being a head coach. It seems like there's more of a shelf life being a coordinator if you're good. I'd rather be the head coach, and I can always go back if I had to be an OC or DC. I'd much rather be a head coach. That's why I don't believe Ben Johnson pulled his name out. He couldn't get it, and even Schefter tweeted. He was not the lock everyone thought he was. By the way, Schefter with some breaking news. You want to hear it? Yeah. Punxsutawney Phil did not see a shadow today, which means he's now predicting an early spring. Adam Schefter. Yep. What did Tracy say? Tracy's not here today. Otherwise, I'd ask her. But here's my question. Why do we care what a smelly, dirty, unshowered groundhog does with his shadow? It's the stupidest thing. It's a great movie, but it's stupid. You don't know about how dirty that groundhog is. Uh, See the groundhog? Yeah. I think it'll be an early spring. Didn't we do this yesterday? I don't know what you mean. No. <gasps> don't mess with me, pork chop. <sighs> what day is this? It's February 2nd. Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Yeah. But so this mangy animal, and now I'm supposed to believe that, oh, early spring. Okay. That Let's, animal is a national treasure. I don't know where the mangy, unshowered, dirty rat thing has to come from. You don't know what his showering that, habits are. That animal is a tradition. That's just dumb. You're going to have a lot of folks in Appalachia firing at you now. Where's that? All right, little fella. Good job. <laughs> he just smiled at me. Did you see that? I believe he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, little fella. There you go. <laughs> Hi there, mister. Something I can do you for? Hey! Hey, what are you doing? Hey! hey. Why would anybody steal a ground? Oh, I could probably think of a couple of reasons. <laughs> just, of course. 
That was up in Woodstock. That's where they filmed it, Woodstock, Illinois. I mean, to your point about this being just like a mangy animal. This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. But I'll hold out hope that it's going to warm up sooner rather than later. The groundhog, Jay Moore, does not bother me. What bothers me is the people that are dressed up like it's 1883 in their top hats and tuxedos. <laughs> you see anyone look like me looking for the groundhog? No. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason. How about like Jay Moore? Jay Moore, you have anyone look like you there? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That, that's why. Yeah, when, I, when I see those pictures, usually I remember those in the history books, and I remember during that time of the top hat and the uh, and the tuxedo. Wasn't a great time. Not really. No. <laughs> no, it was not. Cody, I can't imagine you wanting to take a trip to Gobbler's Knob. You're part of the expression. A place called Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> I'm not sure that's on the top of your destination list. No, that's what she said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> three one two. Three three two ESPN. Three three two three seven seven six seven phone number. <laughs> Cap. How about that? How about the kids in there? Huh? That's incredible. <laughs> Coach AP7 said Cap has a vacation home at Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> I got my top hat and I got my tuxedo. We're going to worship this groundhog. Take that. Could you imagine Cap in that situation? Mangy, dirty animal. Why are we out here, people? Waiting for this little rat to come out of the hole? What are we doing here? It's going to be cold either way. What are we doing? Anyway. How about the Sixers, huh? <laughs> but what, sir? This is a great opportunity to find out if we're going to have six more weeks of winter. Or will we have a turn in the weather? It's still going to be cold. What difference does it make? This is dumb. Goodbye. Takes his hat off. Leaves. <laughs> Greg in Round Lake on ESPN 1000. Greg, good morning. Morning, Cat. Morning, hoodie. What's up, Greg? Uh, so I have two things. First thing, I think uh, the whole thing with Woodstock, you know, also I met Bill Murray because he has a place out in Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Like after he shot the movie Groundhog Day there, he bought something to live out there because he liked it so much. What, um, what was he anyway, like? What was he like? Oh, he was a good guy. You know, uh, my buddy, he opened up a restaurant out there and he had stopped in and had some food. It was cool. Um, he was down-to-earth guy, just normal guy. Chicago you know, guy, really, just regular. Yeah. There you go. Regular guy, yeah. Um, Merkin uh, can't But my one him. thing was, uh, you guys were talking about Eberflus. You know, as fans, we basically wanted him canned, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because we saw, you know, him, flou- the team floundering and everything, but obviously he turned it around, you know. He brought the team back to life and whatever. I think ultimately why he kept his job was because of the players, of them voicing their opinions and the exit interviews, you know, with the, the, the management and everything. That's what I think helped keep his job in Chicago. I don't. I think that was basically the only reason why he kept his job. Well, Greg, it's just, don't you think it's time, though? I just laid out the whole thing with the Cubs 
and the White Sox yeah. and the Blackhawks, where it's like, okay, thank you for saying the culture, but we feel like we can upgrade. The Cubs have just done this with Council. We'll see how it works, but they love David Ross. Well, they Ross. did it with Madden too. They did it with Madden yeah. also. Remember when they, you know, they got rid of Renteria, if I'm not mistaken, and or whoever was the coach before him, and they went to Joe Madden, like, you know, when they could get that option. So yeah, I do agree. I do honestly. I just, uh, but, I, I just, uh, I mean, and, and now we've never seen a quarterback market quite like this lately. We've never seen a head coaching list like this also at the same year, and so the the Bears should be able to go after the quarterback that they want. If they want to punt on the the, um, the coach's crop, that's fine. That's fine. But don't underachieve, Cap, because if you underachieve, you're like, okay, well, at least Vrabel's still there. If you want to go the Belichick route, it's there. Carroll, some other coaches. I just think that the time's right. If you say, you say that the Bears should make the playoffs next year, wouldn't you want to do that with an experienced coach? I, I want them to put the best roster they can out there. And let's let it play out and see. Because if the players truly love playing for this dude, show me. Go out and earn that guy an extension. Well, that's a, yeah, that's the hope from his standpoint, right? That's it. You don't want to be in a lame duck situation like was happening with McCarthy and Dallas. Correct. But I just, it's so funny how we had to kind of change course, you and I, because we talked about, okay, so Eberflus, after a couple of years, you probably should let him go and find a new coach. But then they hire a new offensive coordinator. They don't fire the head coach. They get a new offensive staff for the most part. And it's kind of like if you're going to draft a quarterback, how does this all work? If they underachieve, you fire Eberflus, but then you said the OC could step over 18 inches in basketball parlance, Correct. step over and be the head coach. Yeah, Shane Waldron. Yeah. I, mean, I heard Carm talking about how much he liked Shane Waldron as a head coaching candidate at one point. Yeah. Well, if next year you go, wow. You know, the record may not be where it is, but that offense is really looking good. All right, we're moving Eberflus out, Waldron up. That could happen. I'm trying to figure out how often that happens, how rare that is, or how often that is. It's like someone that's already on the staff, Eberflus shouldn't feel like his, there's going to be uh, Waldron stabbing in the back the whole season. Right. That, that's what happened in Tampa. Remember, they had Dirk Cutter. Took over for Lovey. He was his yeah, own scene. That's right. Got Lovey fired. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's a great point. Yeah. Lovey Smith is in there. Thought he had the job in hand. Like you, Dirk, just step over, slide over. You know offense. Slide over. Lovey, here's your check. Get out. <sighs> then he went to Illinois. Dirk, yeah. Talk about a mismatched hire there. Great, great PR hire. But you, if you don't want to sit on plastic couches in St. Louis and not recruit, you get what you deserve. That's it. That's, that was the whole problem. Recruiting doing that (laughs) i want to run my cover too that's what i want to do crazy all right we will go into the friday folder that is next cap and jay hood on espn 1000 also on youtube the espn chicago channel if you miss something get the podcast on the espn chicago app cap and jay hood are back on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Cause it's Friday. It's time for the Friday Folder. And you ain't got shit to do. On the Cap and J Hood Show. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. Now time for the Friday Folder here on ESPN 1000. And it's brought to you by... Wait a minute. That would be ETI School of Skilled Trade. What is it? Oh my God. Wait a minute, Shay. Is it still? No. <laughs> oh, well, they got a free plug. Well, here's the thing about that. 
We have some real estate here at ESPN Chicago on the Cap and Jay Wood Morning Show. The Friday Folder, one of our hot segments. Put your name on the Friday Folder. Reach out to us at Good Karma Brands. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, we begin the Friday Folder with one of our favorite regular callers, Joey G. He was on the air with Black and Abdallah earlier this week. And he took some shots at us. So listen to this. Joey G, Melrose Park here on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Joey G? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, man. What's up? Now I'll go back to tipping. 20% is the minimum, no matter where you go. Yeah. You know, you go to fine dining like Cap. My nephew's a waiter there at Chicago Cuts. Yeah. You know, if I go there, which I don't rarely visit because of the pricing. You should get Cap to take you one night. No, I don't want Cap to take me anywhere. Damn. Oh. So. What happened with you and Cap? Did you guys have a falling out? No, I, I don't know what happened, guys. And I don't know if Danny will be happy me discussing it on the air. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll move on, yeah, Let's not discuss we'll move on. it on the air. I didn't want to poke. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to bring up uh, a... I didn't want to hear hours to wait to talk to Cap and Hoodie, and I can't get on the phone. Oh, that sounds like a Shane Orling problem. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wouldn't be upset oh! with Cap. That. that might be a Shane Orling problem. And it's a regular last, last month and a couple of weeks. Mm. But that's okay. I still listen to her show. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Okay, wow. this is all news to me. Yeah, doesn't want to doesn't want to kick it with you. First of all, I don't have I any. Do I have any control over the phone? No, it's nowhere near me. And I am not as tall as you. And even you have to sometimes lean up to look because we can't see the call board. Yes, poorly designed in here, but whatever. So, <laughs> what else? What else? So Joey is mad at us. But he called this morning and he got on. Yeah. And who's the one that said to you? Let's go to caller one. I looked up. Yep. There was Joey. Joey G. Yeah. I like Joey. He's a good man. So we got heat. How about that? There's heat between us. You're better than that, Joey. Joey, You're you better know, than that. We know, you know, again, we love you, Joey, but the idea that you call someone else and trick off and, t- and tell your, you know, issues with us on another show, that's bad pool. Very My question cool. is, are you guys dropping a mixtape? Yeah. yeah, we got to do a diss track. Okay. Because, Woody, you know what we have with Joey G now? What's that? Would you say we have beef? Yes, I would say we have beef. Yes. Yeah, that's disappointing that Joey would run to one of our teammate shows. That would be Black and Abdallah. And we have beef. That's weak. We're Megan the Stallion and he's Nick, Mickey, Nicki Minaj. I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> All right. Shay? <laughs> uh, the Cubs went viral. Signed a free agent left-handed reliever by the name of Richard Lovelady. Correct. Well, hello. Dick, Dick Lovelady. Right. It was a... Oh! He, he had some moments in Big League Baseball. Be careful. That's his name. That's what they call him. What is his gig out? Dick right, Lovelady. All right, all right. <laughs> He's 28. He's a pitcher, right? His name he, is, the man's name is Richard. But his teammates we call him. I assume what they call him. I his know this because I asked. He's a pitcher, right? He's a pitcher. Yeah. Lefty. He's 28 years of age. He pitched with Oakland, and his teammates call him Dick Lovelady. That's his name. Now yeah. pitching for the Cubs, pitcher Dick <laughs> Lovelady. They'll call him Richard. Dick Lovelady. <laughs> Lovelady. 
So here's Love Lady. <laughs> this year, he, ap- he appeared in 27 games for the Oakland Athletics. Through 23 and a third innings, 15 hits, uh, 24 strikeouts. So he's averaging over a strikeout an inning. Yeah. Dick Love Lady, man. Let's go. Every guy can bust. Okay. Here's Shay Norley. Shay. Well, well, we're getting to sources of audio. So often one of my favorite sources of funny audio comes from the United States Congress. I give you U.S. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. This historical evidence is overwhelming that the founding fathers intended impeachment to be used to deal with the commission of indictable crimes and the abuse of power. Huh. What crimes? Indictable Indictable. What crimes? That'd be indictable. Oh. Indictable. What crimes? Indictable. Oh, my God. Wow. That's reading too fast. That's what it is. It's unbelievable. It's not a difficult word. Indictable. Thank you. That's a tough (laughs) one. It would be indictable. (laughs) I mean. Wow. Indictable. (laughs) Indictable. That's something, man. Cap, you know what that is. That's just reading too fast. Yeah. She's just going through it and just, just like rolling. You never pre-read it. Yeah, you roll. Oh, oh gosh. She's saying she wants to say indictable, and it's indictable. The indictable love lady. <laughs> the indictable dick love lady. Indictable. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> More great audio we haven't gotten to this week. Larry David. Ah, uh-huh. the best. At the Curb Your Enthusiasm final scene premiere. Wanted nothing to do with this interview. Why is this the final season? I don't know. questions. I got more. I got more. Why is this the final Because, you know, it's it's time. It's, uh, 12 seasons. That's a lot for a television show. Over 24 years. 24 years. So, yeah, it was time. But a lot of people don't believe you. A lot of people say you've said it before. Yeah, I said it before, but I wasn't 76 when I said it. Yeah. So you're going to go on tour. You're doing a comedy tour. Are you going to like... Tour. I'm not going on a tour. Are you going fishing? What are you doing with your free time? Or I'm doing uh, two appearances. So yes. what? Oh, it's limited. That's limited. Tour. What am I, on a bus now? Yes. <laughs> I'm a bus. No, I'm not, it's not a tour. Who's the guest star that you didn't get that you wanted so bad? I, there's no, no such thing, yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? I, I, I wouldn't say. I don't want to hurt the feelings of the other guest stars. Favorite episode? Favorite episode? I'd have to say um, probably Palestinian chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite saying? Pretty, pretty, pretty? Come on. Come on. It's so good. Are we done? No. No. They're asking me to say it every fucking time. Whoa. Are we done? No, I don't want to be done with you, Larry. I love this show so much. Where's where's my my HBO representative? We're done with him, right? Yeah. We're done. All All right. The best. You know, Larry's just that you would say that's in character, but that's Larry. That's not a character. That's just him. I offered Larry David as my spirit animal in our group text. That's what I hope to grow up to be. Just an, a curmudgeon. And, and what did Danny say? Wanting nothing to do with it. Danny said I'm more of a Richard Lewis. 
So it's up to the two of you. Am I more Larry David or more Richard Lewis? Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. And by the way, that's that's not a bad thing. No, Richard, it's not. Richard Lewis is a guy that always he always has a snappy comeback, right? That's right. He's but he but here's the thing: Shea doesn't dress in black all the time. That's the he other doesn't. thing. He doesn't, and he doesn't look like he's got on death's door either. There's actually color in, in Shay's face. That was such a good episode. <laughs> so fun. Palestinian chicken. That's it's just so good. That whole show is just freaking hilarious. If, if he didn't ask me, but my the answer to the question is Mocha Joe. That's Mocha Joe, Mocha where he's going to open the coffee shop right the, next door. The spice shop. The spice shop. That oh, was good. That was good. I like that one. It's, it's nothing better than that. That one was good. You know what else was a really good one? Really good one was the one where he eats all the uh, cookies, like the manger scene. Mm -hmm. And he has to go out and get the actors from the church to play the manger scene in the driveway because his wife is mad. Yeah. And then he decides to hit on... um, Who's the... His ex-wife or... His ex-wife... His wife is at the... uh, is at church, mm-hmm. and he said to uh, jo- the guy playing Joseph, "Yes, oh, Mary looks pretty hot over there." And the guy freaks out and packs all the stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's the best. <laughs> the best. What's so great about it, from my standpoint, is I wasn't a Seinfeld watcher, but I appreciate what Larry Davis doing now with this show. Now I get it. Now I understand so good. it. Do you have time to squeeze in one more on the phone? Is there something else that we didn't get to? I saw this this morning. There is a new movie releasing, uh, I think that sometime this year, from Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It will detail the race between two cereal companies to create the Pop-Tart. Don't we have enough of these effing movies? Enough. We got the Blackberry movie. We got the Pinball movie. We got the Tetris movie. We got the Air Jordan movie. Yeah. We got the McDonald's movie. Yeah. We don't need a Pop-Tart movie. Enough. Why does every brand get a movie now? Hold on a second. Is this going to be in the theaters or just Netflix? I think in theaters. It's Jerry Seinfeld. Melissa McCarthy's involved. I'm not going to see that. It's uh, like enough. The origination of all these brands cannot be that fascinating. It's all the same film. You know what I think I'm going to watch tonight? Hmm. Speaking of movies, The Beekeeper. I think it's out on digital now. Is it? I know you want to go to the theater to see it. With Jason Statham. You yeah. wanted to see it at the theater and it wasn't available or... My wife said, I'll go, but not tonight. Next thing you know, three weeks pass. Well, it's out now on digital. Jason Statham is awesome. Uh, this all comes from a podcast, I think. All these ideas, Shay, they were talking about that were the origin of certain products and companies. And now they've made them movies. You've seen this, right? I've seen it as a podcast that I know I haven't listened to in a while, like Pepsi versus Coke or the making of Nike... The Jordan Brand, all that stuff. It's a podcast now. It's a movie. I'm not going. I, I don't. There's not enough gummies for me to take to be able to go watch that movie. The Air Jordan movie was good because it felt like there was an actual passion behind it. Air from was Affleck, outstanding. From Matt, these movies, like just carbon copy brand movie, don't need it. I hated when it, every movie was a superhero movie. I'm glad we've moved on a little bit from that. But now every movie has to be a brand movie. Just make original films. It you can't the, be that hard. Did y'all see the Flaming Hot movie? Flaming Hot Chips? No. Flaming Hot Cheetos? <laughs> Cheetos, the, yeah. No. Is that a it's real a thing? It's a real movie, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I'd it, rather watch paint dry for 90 minutes. <laughs> so strange. All right.
We will give you the uh, Cap and J Hood cut of the day. That's right around the corner on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. It's fr- 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 Friday. Yeah. Time to get it in for the weekend. Now back to Cap and J Hood. Turn the levels all the way up. up. ESPN Chicago. Time now for the Cap and J Hood cut of the day. It's brought to you by my friend David Flom, my friend Matt Moore's Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's a Friday. You start this afternoon, get yourself a late lunch, a couple cocktails, no drinking and driving, get yourself an Uber after you have an awesome meal. What a way to start the weekend. Happy hour there. The best. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh. Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut. And it is the first time since August that I cannot say football Friday. Morning. You're in morning right now. Yeah, it's, this is like a funeral. One day closer to the warm weather, buddy. It's like I'll I'm at take a wake. It. Uh-oh, there it is. Ah, the candles. Could you say a prayer there, uh, Father, for us football fans? <laughs> for, for me. Yeah. Could you do that? I don't know how I'm going to make it. Heavenly Father, yep. I gather all of us here together today to pray that the light that will be absent from our lives known as football shines brightly as quickly as possible. Please bless Brother Norling as he goes through a very tough time in his life without taking his clothes off and rolling around on the gridiron. It's a sexual experience for him, Father. Please. Allow yes. him yes. to achieve yes. maximum pleasure oh. by bringing football back into our lives glory, glory. as fast as you can he is worthy. on the NFL and college level. He is worthy. And Heavenly Father, oh. you can keep that XFL, USFL oh. nonsense to yourself. Excuse me? That's not real football. It's just the UFL now. Oh. Yes. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for oh. blessing Brother Norling. Oh. Amen. Amen, baby. Amen. Great job, minister. Take that. Take that, Lord. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Honest to to God. Take that, Father. We may. And that's all, folks. we, We may have to end shows every Friday until football season is back with that. That is fantastic. That'll get me through the summer. You're there so, you go. You're so good at that, Cap. I mean, if this whole radio thing didn't work out, the ministry's waiting for you. That's it. We got plans. <laughs> we'll build a uh, amusement park. I'll get my wife to slather the makeup on. <laughs> and I'll call her Mindy Faye. Yeah. Tammy Faye Kaplan. There you go. We thank you for listening and calling in a big part of the program here on Cap and J Hood. Here's hoping you can have a great sports weekend. Do you have time for me Saturday, by the way, at UIC uh, Southern Illinois? Nope. All right. I'm actually climbing the Aeon Tower tomorrow, 86 floors. Why, I don't know, but I am. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.